Welcome back to Feminist Book Club, the podcast. We're not just about feminist books. We are here for social justice, literature, and media in all its forms. But we do that through an intersectional feminist lens. Thanks for being here. Let's get started. I'd like to invite you to join the National Women's Studies Association this November 10th through the 13th at the Hilton Minneapolis for the annual conference. The 2022 NWSA conference theme, Killing Rage, Resistance on the Other Side of Freedom, seeks to open up conversations about freedom and justice, salvation and sacrifice, convenience and controversy, and whose life and vote matters. At our conference, you can connect with other activists, feminists, and scholars from across the globe. This year, the keynote speakers are feminist leaders Angela Davis and Anita Hill and many more. Don't know what NWSA is? The NWSA is the world's largest group of feminists, activists, and scholars dedicated to advancing women and women's studies across the globe. So are you a feminist? Join NWSA at nwsa.org to become a member and to see more details on this year's conference. Again, that's nwsa.org or follow them on Twitter at NWSA or on Instagram at NWSA underscore IG. We hope to see you this November here in Minneapolis. Hi, everyone. My name is Simha Haddad. I am a contributor to the Feminist Book Club podcast and blog. I am so excited to be doing my first podcast segment with one of my best friends, Marsha Molinari. Marsha is a transgender power woman. She is not only involved with the Trevor Project and GLAAD as a LGBTQIA plus activist, Um, You can also find her at rallies and protests. She is always doing something amazing for our community. She is also a prominent restaurateur here in Los Angeles and also for venues in New York and Aspen, to name a few. She owns the hotspots that you want to be at. So she has some really good insight into what we're going to be talking about today, which is what it means to have a platform, what it means to abuse that platform, and how that relates to hatred within the queer community. So, Marsha, thank you for being with us. Hi, Sema. Thank you for having me. Thank you for that amazing intro. (laughs) Always. So, Marsha and I were actually just talking about this. Let's talk a little bit about what it means to have a platform. So because Marsha is involved with so many organizations and so many prominent nightlife venues, she does deal with some pretty uh, prominent people on social media, would you say? Yeah, I mean, just kind of naturally goes along with the territory of being a partner at the H-Wood Group. You know, we have restaurants all throughout West Hollywood, in Aspen, Dubai now, and soon to be Miami, Las Vegas. So a lot of places where people want to be. You know, we have regulars like Drake and Kylie, you know, all the Jenners, all the young Mm -hmm. Hollywood Mm -hmm. comes through. But, you know, we also have friends that have been a long time supporters of the group and of our venues and that love and call this our restaurants home. Yes. You know, with that being said, yes. So a lot of people do have major social media followings. Right. And Marsha and I were just talking about how even if you have 20 followers, 
that still comes with a certain amount of responsibility. And so it doesn't matter if you have 20 followers or you know, 20 million, when you put something on the internet, somebody's going to see it, which means somebody else can then see it. And there's always a sort of chain reaction that's possible, wouldn't you say? Yes. And, you know, not, and not only that is that someone's going to receive that energy, you know, yes. so if you're putting out there positively in a negative way, we should be conscious, you know, I don't really like to tell people what to do with their own social media. I've noticed that, you know, a lot of my friends just use it as tools. And it's, you know, their kind of calling card for whatever media they're in, be it political or modeling or acting, and they just kind of stay in those lanes and keep to themselves and, you know, whatever you want to do then. But when you're stepping outside of the bounds and entering other people's lives or using your social media to tear down other people, Mm -hmm. I think that's when we really have to start paying attention. So you had an actual experience with this recently. Yes. And, and it's an experience, unfortunately, that I've had a number of time dealing with people wanting to damage other people in the queer community. Mm. And it's one that I won't understand um, or can wrap my head around. But it does happen and it happens way too often um, within our community. And so recently I had this person go to my restaurant, make a reservation on their own. And with when you make a reservation, we send out a text message on dress code. And one of the dress codes being is that there's no shorts allowed. It's a pretty upscale restaurant. The waiters are wearing white tuxedos. There's usually some sort of performance, jazz singer, burlesque dancers it's it's very beautiful and it's it's fine dining i mean i would say it's fine dining period yeah of course but like in a sense where you just know common sense would tell you that shorts aren't allowed common sense uh, and it's in writing whenever you make a and reservation. it's in writing yeah <laughs> so there's lots of things guiding you in the right direction and <laughs> this person decided because of who they are because of how many followers they have and they had, I think it's a million followers. That's a lot of That's people. a lot, yeah. That they could do whatever they wanted and try to enter the venue in shorts and t-shirt and kind of not really trying. and Not appropriate for the venue. And, in, you know, this person is known to dress up, you know, is known to... It's part of this person's career. We don't want to mention exactly who this is. We don't want to cause any backlash. We're just simply sharing our side of an experience. Marsha's sharing her side of an experience. Totally. And, but this person's career does revolve around high-end fashion. Yes. What I'm trying to explain is that they weren't new to the venue. They knew exactly where, what they were getting into. Mm-hmm. They decided that their ego or their platform was bigger than the rules. And unfortunately, that didn't work out in their favor and they were turned away. And instead of maybe going home to change, which I've often had friends do, I ask them to go home and they do it and they change or they find something in their car. Um, This person decided to get on social media immediately and claim that we were a bias against the queer community and that the fact that they did not get to go to the restaurant was because they were queer not because they're wearing shorts or not in compliance to the rules that we set for every single person that walks through those doors. So right away, Ego Bruised pulled the queer card on a partially queer owned business. Yes. 
and to millions of followers. Yes, many friends in similar fields that they work in and that are frequent visitors of the Hwood Group's restaurants and have been coming to my venues for years. And so with knowing all of this, it was like really hard to wrap my head around where they came up with this narrative or narrative of how the situation played out when in fact it was plain as you you wore the wrong thing. Right. This was not a personal attack. It was not an attack on your queerness. I'm pretty sure that night the you know the venue was filled with queer people, including one of the queer owners, you know, you. Yeah. And um and this person decided to make it about queerness, which had a huge repercussion on your business. Yeah. I mean, the next day I was getting calls from multiple employees, my business partners asking me like if I knew this person won and that we were being inundated with comments. We had to shut our comments off. It got so bad. It was just wave and wave and wave of comments of, you know, death threats. You know, this got really, really bad. Death is very serious. Yeah, very serious and super scary. And so I reached out to this person. I got no response. And, you know, it was really disheartening because I reached out in a manner that was, I think, polite. I said, I'm sorry you had this experience. If we can accommodate you in any other way, I just completely got shut out. And, you know, they decided to abuse the power that they had and turn it on someone who's also in the queer community, who's also just trying to make a living out here, trying to support all of my employees that work with me. I really felt an obligation to release my own video and call her out because I couldn't stand there and see all of these messages come through, all these hate messages on a fake narrative. I will say that your video was really tactful and kind and you were not apologetic because nothing you you were not in, at fault at all, but you not left the door open for her to come back and rescind what she had said and apologize. And I got met with a no response. And in fact, I had a prominent drag queen in her field. Circle, yeah. Yeah. Tell me that she had went on to a pr- her private Instagram and was bragging that she was happy her minions came for my restaurant. But what I couldn't understand was why, because it's not like I've ever had any kind of negative interaction with this person. In fact, this person was in my house for pasta night. I I think you were, you were invited. You were there. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Eating pasta in my house, drinking wine. I thought, you know, all good. Definitely didn't expect this sort of response backlash at all coming. And especially for someone in the queer community, I'm sorry, I have to keep saying that, but that's what it was. And I think that in this climate, this political climate that we are living in and people are coming after our rights that we need to stand together more than ever. The fight is not over. Like, you know, I think we get very relaxed thinking that everything's gonna be fine, but The truth of the matter is people do not want us to have these rights. People do not want to see us get married. They do not want us to see us own businesses. They don't want to see us thrive in any sense. So the fact that another queer person would tear down another queer person is wrong. And the message has to be, we need to support each other in any case. I agree. I agree. And especially when it comes to falsifying narratives, it's really just 
so harmful. So it's harmful in the queer community. And also there was a huge reaction within your business because she wasn't just harming you or the security guard that turned her away at the door. She was harming hundreds of people. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that put together a restaurant from the bartenders to the dishwashers to everyday people that are doing jobs I can't do that help make this business run. And, you know, already with the pandemic to have our employees that had stuck with us that could stick around and wait for us to be able to be up and running again. Like we, we were struggling, you know, everyone is. It's the time where we need to support each other rather than getting these messages of like, shut this place down or let's bomb this place or let's- We need to, you know, well, bomb is insane. We need to save the shut this place down for places that really need to get shut down. Yes. We it, can't it, abuse the power. That are hurting the community, mm-hmm. not people that are in the community. And so after I had released that video, you know, I did that, you know, to put out there just in case someone who knew that I was the owner can see or say, like, this isn't true. In fact, I've had this experience for this many years. And I got a lot of that. I got a lot of support. Mm -hmm. But what really hit home and really touched me was the support I got when I went to dinner the following night there. Just so many employees had come up and really had tears in their eyes. I remember one waiter in particular was just moved so deeply that his boss would stand up for him. Yeah. He's like, thank you. We work really hard here. And thank you for standing up for us. One right after the other said, so-and-so showed me the video and I want to say thank you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because that these people spend half their lives working, you know, we all do. Mm. It's not easy in any business and any business owner will tell you, like, there's a lot of work that's in the background that people don't see to a successful place, you know, and people are putting like blood, sweat and tears into a place. And so I'm happy that, you know, I think it actually brought us closer. So in a sense, like this experience, like all experience, teach us a lesson. Um, It definitely taught me one to actually like, you know, as much as I can, I do try to use my platform to post and support anyone that I see in the queer community, whether it be, you know, a friend that got a new acting job or someone opened a new business or someone's throwing a party somewhere. But even more so now, I think it's it's given a sense of importance, even more so than before I, what I was doing. It empowered me more. Whatever this person thought they were going to get in a negative way, an attack, they ended up empowering all of us more to do better. And I, and I hope I can, that message gets out there that let's just be better with each other. Let's support each other more. And, you know, really think about the power you have when you're putting things out on social media, because you, everyone has an influence, big or small. Absolutely. We have the influence. We have the responsibility to be kind and truthful to one another and support each other. I love that. And I love that in the end, truth prevailed. <laughs> and, you know, well, hopefully, because I mean, one, she never said that wasn't true. So, mm-hmm. you know, there'll be those people that will believe that. And that's fine. You know, that can be on her conscience or her karmic contracts, whatever you believe in. And if ever she wanted my support, I would be here. Because I don't believe in continuously tearing down someone, especially if they've done you wrong. I think we all just need 
to really come together and be part of a real community. I mean, it's, it's so easy to, I think, detach when um, we kind of live in this fast track life of, you know, you can zoom through a hundred people's lives in an hour and know, you know, your neighbor went to the dentist and um, your friend went to Italy and all the things mm -hmm. and lose a sense of real community. You might know what everyone's doing, but you don't really know how they're doing, you know, mm. in a that's sense. That's so like, powerful. Yeah, yeah that's we're not powerful. really asking those questions. People might see this person being fabulous and ripping this other restaurant down and they're like, well, who, who cares about that restaurant? They've got Drake and Kylie and whatever coming through. What do they care about this person talking bad about them? But it does hurt. It hurts the business. It, it hurts, hurts emotionally. Business. It hurts in, on every level. On every level. And why put that energy out there? Mm -hmm. especially, exactly. especially when we are having our rights threatened every single day. It's not just the queer community as well. And so everyone has to pay attention, I think, especially now on what we're putting out there and what we're supporting. Definitely. I agree. I think that that's a really powerful message. And um, do you have anything you want to add? Like I said, if you see a friend that is starting a business, if you see a friend that is really trying to get something going for themselves, let's just help each other out. Let's put that in our heads. So like, hey, let's post their party or let's try their restaurant out or let's promote a friend that just wrote a book. There's a lot of things that are telling us that we shouldn't succeed. I think we should tell each other that we're able to succeed. And we have a community that'll support you in what you're doing. Marsha, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for using this platform to give people like myself a voice and make them feel that it does matter and they are included. They are. We are. We are. <laughs> I love you so much. Bye. All right. Until the next one. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Feminist Book Club, the podcast. Want to be part of the club? Here's how you can join us. Obviously, subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review for brownie points. Follow along on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and TikTok. All of those links are in the show notes. Sign up for our newsletter to be the first to know what our next monthly book pick is. And check out our award-winning monthly book subscription service. Oprah Magazine named it one of their favorite book boxes, and Shonda Rhimes called us one of her favorite subscription boxes in general. There are multiple membership levels for any budget, and it's an excellent way to support the show and the voices you heard today. See you in the club. A well-read woman is a dangerous creature, creature. Ever tried reading while jogging, cooking, or even juggling flaming torches? Yeah, doesn't end well. But with Audiobooks.com, you can conquer books without the circus act. Dive into over 450,000 titles, including more than 10,000 free ones. Get hooked on a bestseller, find your next obsession, or finally read that classic you've been avoiding since high school. And here's the inside scoop. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial and snag your first three audiobooks on the house. 
Sign up for your free trial at audiobooks.com slash podcast free today. That's audiobooks.com slash podcast F-R-E-E.